0: This is an Encore broadcast of Streams in the Desert Live.
1: I believe that we are living in the days John wrote about. The end times are upon us, and of that there is no doubt. Get your mind out of the world, take your Bible off the shelf, read the book of Revelations for yourself.
2: Tribulation.
3: This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God, under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana.
1: I don't want to be here.
0: Shalom and blessings Forever in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, December 23rd, 2015, for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast, coming to you live from the beautiful and breathtaking studios of StarWorldWideNetworks.com where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is That Which God Has Cast in Stone. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we humbly come before your throne this day. We bow down, Lord God. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you've yet to do. We thank you for the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit that will propel the words that are to go out today, that they be from the mouth of God to the ears of all mankind here at 1159 and split seconds just before the imminent return of your one and only begotten Son, who is none other than Jesus Christ. And Lord Jesus, we thank you for taking our place upon the cross that we might have eternal life if we will only serve you in the here and now. In Jesus' precious and holy name, we ask the Holy Spirit to have his way today in this place In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world. As you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we begin our show for today, here on the eve of the eve of Christmas Eve in the year 2015, I would just like to begin by sharing with you a seemingly seemingly rather strange piece for the time of year that we now find ourselves in that was first broadcast many years ago by a very well-known radio commentator titled, If I Were the Devil, of which thusly opens with the same words. If I were the devil... If I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness. And I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population. But I wouldn't be happy until I seized the ripest apple on the tree, the So I'd set about however necessary to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers with the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve, do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is only a myth. I would convince them that the man that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in just how to make lurid il- literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd rather, I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its own turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I would have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects but neglect to discipline emotions. Just let them run wild until, before you know it, you'd have to have a drug-sniffing dog and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon, I could evict I could evict God from the courthouses and then from the schoolhouses and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and defy science. I would lure priests and pastors into mistreating and misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. But I, if I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who want until I had killed the incentive of all ambition. And what do you bet? I couldn't even. I could even get a whole state to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes and hard work. In In patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old fashioned and that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be, and thus I could undress you, if I could undress you, in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I just keep doing, keep right on doing exactly what he's doing. Paul Harvey, good day. Sound familiar, my friends? Well, it wasn't broadcast just last week. No, no, no. It was first broadcast on April 3rd, 1965. With that said, now, how do you think that the Lord, you know, The one and only true and living God, creator of heaven, earth, all mankind, and Israel feels about these things Mr. Harvey prophetically wrote and spoke about concerning the nation of this United States of America on that spring day in 1965. Especially when in the here and now, which is called December 23rd in the year 2015, all the deceit and filth that was spoken of has budded, blossomed, and come to pass. Well, just in case you really don't know or don't have the answer to that question, here's a prophetic dream to answer it for you, titled, God's Judgment of America is Set in Stone. Posted by Joni Stahl, December 21st, 2015, on Z3news.com, in which Miss Joni begins by stating, I dreamt... I saw myself walking along the seashore with a man talking to me about some serious things. Ah, it was a stormy day with thick, heavy, dark clouds amassing. The wind and waves were kicking up. I thought it was strange that we would be walking along the seashore with the storm brewing. As we were walking and he was talking, I looked around and saw the storm was rapidly approaching. I knew it was not... A normal storm we stopped walking and he looked out past me and then back to me and pointed to a long jetty made of concrete and rock he said to me go out on that jetty by then the sea was already violently roaring and crashing against the jetty so I answered no if I go out there the waves will sweep over me and I will die he said then you'd better hurry So I went and climbed onto the jetty. I walked fast along it, somewhat ran to get to the end of it. As I did, I looked at the ocean. It was not like any other violent thrashing I'd seen. A great fear of death came over me, but I did what the man said. I went to the end of the jetty so that I could turn around and get right back to the land. But when I reached the end, I saw a gate. On the gate was a mouth, which started cursing me and saying evil things about the Lord. So evil, I turned and ran all the way back to the shore. When I arrived back to shore, I said, okay, let's go. He was very calm. In fact, he was very calm throughout the entire dream. So he answered, no, you have to go back out on that jetty one more time. I looked again at the jetty. And by then the waves and the wind were blasting against it. So I said, okay. This time I ran the whole way and wasted no time. I got up on the jetty. I could barely keep my footing as the waves were crashing and washing over it. I did not go all the way to the end this time because I did not want to get near the gate, speaking blasphemies against the Lord and cursing me and saying all other all other. Kinds of horrible things. So I turned around to go back to the land, but when I did, I saw a group of about 10 little children standing on the jetty with two women who were trying to protect them. The women looked paralyzed with fear as they were too scared to move. Then all of a sudden, all the little children ran to me and clung onto me. Then the women ran back to the shore. I looked up and saw the thick black clouds gathering darker and heavier with enormous speed. This was not natural speed that we had seen in any, even in the worst of storms on earth. This was not normal. Even in my dream, I knew that it was evil and supernatural. I screamed to the top of my lungs, telling the children, hang on, walk slowly and don't let go of me. But by this time, the wind was so loud and strong and the sea was so loud and violent, I could not even hear myself. So none of the children heard me either. So we just kept walking little by little, step by step, determined to keep going. Finally, we made it back to the shore and the children all ran to the women who were already on the shore waiting for them. I stepped down off the jetty and was standing in ankle deep water. I looked down to to the left of my feet and saw something strange under the water. It was a big flat white stone, unlike any stone I had ever seen, and most certainly not in the ocean. I knew, I know because I grew up at the beach. I was it was a strange stone with a carving in it. Looking closer, I saw very clearly the carving was a map of our nation, the United States of America, with all of the states very clearly carved into it. There was no mistaking it. I knelt down to wipe it away, thinking it was something someone had drawn in the sand and the sea had covered. So I took my hand and tried to wipe the image away, but it scraped my hand. I didn't understand, so I took my hand and wiped it again. This time it cut my hand, and my hand began to bleed. I stood upright and looked up at the sky. The storm was raging with an evil vengeance. Then I sensed a horrible, profound feeling of doom come over me. I knew right then that something had been determined against the United States by the Lord. It is hard to describe the sense of knowing that came over me, but I knew what was coming was certain, and it was going to be bad. Then in the distance, I saw the man waving his hand high into the air and shouting, Joan, hurry up, let's go. There's not a lot of time left. Then I awoke, says Johnny of whom from this point on gives the interpretation of her prophetic dream from the Lord, of which she begins by saying, The man was a representative from heaven. The walking along the shore revealed the strong wind and waves of a storm fast approaching the land. This was not a natural storm, but a storm of judgment. She then states, when the man asked me to go out on the jetty, that represented the final assignments we will be called on to do, even as the storm grows stronger. She then says, the first time he asked me, I was more interested in saving my own life. My concerns were all about my own safety, my own self-preservation. She then goes on to say, The gate at the end uh, with the mouth that spoke blasphemies represented the wrath of Satan against me and his attempt to frighten me, to get me to turn back to the safety of my comfortable religious life. The first time I turned back to the shore and told the man we needed to go, that revealed an unrefined part of me still self-serving, still concerned about my own self. Joni continues by saying, when the man told me to go out the last time, I wasted no time and ran the whole way because I thought if I was going to have any hope of getting out of there alive, I better do it quickly. I did not go all the way out to the end the second time because I had learned from my previous experience how to avoid getting attacked by Satan. The women and children on the jetty represented souls caught up in the storm during these last days, souls slated for salvation. They ran to me and held on to me because I was it was up to me to lead them to safety. My concerns were no longer for my own life. All my thoughts of self preservation were gone. In that Moment, I knew my life was worth their precious lives The women were supposed to be looking out for the children But they were so concerned for their own lives They abandoned them and ran to safety They represent believers who lack faith Remember I talked to you about faith last week, my friends? Faith is trust and confidence in the Lord in this case they represented believers who lack in faith and confidence to stand against the storm to rescue the lost. I did not see them, Joni said, as being bad because in a sense they too were like little children, innocent and fearful. My inability to hear myself speaking showed me, showed me my own strength and my own instructions will be no match for the force of this storm. Instead, I had to maneuver through it to lead the children along the jetty. I led the children safely to shore where they ran to the arms of the women. This reveals how the Lord will command some believers to do courageous things despite the strong winds and violent waves, while other believers whose faith is weaker will be allowed to remain in places of safety with assignments to watch and pray. Going back for just a moment, Miss Joni says, the strange flat white stone in the water was meant to be strange and out of place in order to get my attention. She says that it represents a coming judgment against our nation, that the American people, listen up, my friends, it's time to listen up, that the American people will find it hard to believe what is happening in their land. It will seem very strange and out of place as if it could not possibly be happening here. The map of the United States was carved into the stone because the judgment of God against this nation is set and will not be changed. At this point, Joni further states, I was not able to wipe it away because this judgment cannot be wiped away by any human efforts. When I tried to wipe it away, it cut my hand and I began to bleed because any human efforts to change what God has determined to do will be futile. This spoke to me, she says, that mankind will try their best to avert it, but they will hurt themselves trying. The fury of the storm and the swiftness of it was also indicative of the fact that there is no human force that can stop it. It also revealed the powers of hell and their employment, she says, just before going on to say, I was able to sense an ominous doom and was able to know a horrible thing was about to take place because everyone in the path of this storm will experience what I felt and know what I knew when they see it rapidly approaching. Then, she says, they will know it is coming and that it is going to be bad. As Joni closes the interpretation of her prophetic dream from the Lord. She states that the man who was waving his hand and telling me to hurry up and that there was not a lot of time left represented, listen up, the final word from the Lord. There's not much time left, my friends. Hurry up. She says as well I believe a supernatural storm like no other is coming with speed and great force. We must be willing to do what the Lord has been preparing us to do all of our lives. For all of those of us who are in leadership and who have followed the Lord from uh, whatever age that we came to the Lord, he's been preparing us from that time to this, no matter how long it is, to do great works, even greater than he did while he was here in this last hour in these black days that lie just ahead. Joni said some of us will be called to do things we would never have imagined, things only God can give us the power to do. I will leave it at that, she says, and ends by saying, I know this dream will continue to speak to me and I hope to many of you, with Christ Jesus being your interpreter. Peace and grace. Joni Stahl. And on that thought-provoking note, my friends, I'll be right back after the break to share with you the true meaning of Christmas, right after the hearing of this beautiful Christmas song, of which the Lord God has hand-picked just for you.
4: approaching Snow starting to fall Shoppers choosing their presents People filling the mall Children waiting for Santa With excitement and glee Little boy tucked my sweater to me
0: is life for not only me, my friends, but you. Every single person in this world. Where is the line to see Jesus? Okay, my friends, here we go. I'm sure that most of you have heard the saying, Jesus is the reason for the season, of which some, such as myself, like to reply at this time of year, Jesus is the reason for every season. But with all joy and full fun and aside, my friends, well, it's not just a saying, it is a true saying, because Jesus really is the only reason for the Christmas season. And Jesus is as well the only reason for every season. For according to the very word of God, which is the Bible, it is said in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 14. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Sounds very familiar, my friends. That just has happened once again with the climate control bill that was passed. All the world is to be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenus was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be taxed with Mary, his his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. What beautiful words, my friends, not only of a baby, but by that baby was she delivered, my friends, the same as you and I can be. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. And there in the same country, shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of God shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will towards men. Now, my friends, let us step back for just a moment. 700 years prior to those very words being spoken by the angel of the Lord to when he, God that is, first had this to say and can be found in Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 and 7 of which state, unto us a child is born. 700 years before Jesus Christ was born, my friends. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And so he did, my friends. And so he did. As we just read in Luke chapter 10, verse 11. And the angel said unto them, fear not. For behold I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people for unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior which is Christ the Lord My friends did you notice something very interesting about verse the verse found in Luke chapter 2 verse 11 it says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now, my friends, just so you aren't confused about anything, for Satan is the father of confusion. And I hate to tell you this, but Santa Claus's name rearranged spells Satan. The Word of God as well states in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 21, concerning the birth of the only Savior of all mankind, who there again is none other than Jesus Christ, God's anointed one, that now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When, as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, which means before they had sex, my friends, let's just chop it down to reality right here. She was found with child of the Holy Ghost. My friends, God is a spirit. He is the Holy Ghost. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son. And listen, my friends, because this is the key to why Jesus is the reason for the season, which is called Christmas. And thou shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. From there, my friends, moving forward to Luke chapter 19, verse 10, the reason for the arrival of the Lord Jesus upon the earth is given plain and simple when it is stated, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. From there we find in John chapter 3 verses 16 through 18 as Paul Harvey, who was quoted earlier, and I must say it wasn't a Paul Harvey, I was just quoting Paul Harvey, and who was widely known for one of his taglines, which is to say, the rest of the story is given in John chapter 3, 16 through 18, when Jesus himself begins to speak these words found Beginning at verse 16 of John chapter 3, where Jesus states, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, who is Jesus Christ, my friends, might be saved. The reason it says might be saved is not because the Lord's arm is short and cannot save you. It's because you make the choice in your life where you will spend your eternity. The Lord gave you a free will to do that. Verse 18 says, he that believeth on him, who is Jesus Christ, my friends, is not condemned. But the word of God says, he that believeth not is condemned already. He that believeth not in the Lord Jesus Christ, my friends, as their only way of escape from the wrath of God, the descendant be poured out upon the face of this earth, is already condemned if they do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the word of God says. Because, and here's the reason, the Lord gives you the reason in the next piece of the verse. Because he, that person, whoever they may be, has not believed in the name of the only begotten. Son of God. Remember, it was the Holy Ghost that overshadowed Mary. It was not the seed of any man from this earth. It was not corruptible seed, my friends. It was the power of God's Holy Spirit came upon her and performed a miracle and implanted a child in her womb that carried his spirit fully, wholly, totally, and solely. Never to sin upon this earth, but only to come here, to be rejected by the world that he created, so that he might be able to take their sins upon him, that they could have eternal life if they would live for him, who is Jesus Christ, in the here and now, my friends. He bought us back from selling our rights to the world, to the earth, to Satan in the garden. That's the, that's the bottom line of it all, my friends. But you only get bought back if you want to be bought back. If you'd rather go to the lake of fire, you just keep doing what you're doing, and that is rejecting the Lord Jesus Christ as your only way of escape. Verse 34, moving ahead, to just clarify from this point, we read in John chapter 3, verse 34 through 36, that for he whom God has sent... Speaketh the words of God, because he's fully man and fully God. For God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. Speaking of Jesus Christ, my friends, he didn't give the Lord Jesus Christ a portion of his spirit as he gives to us. He is God in the flesh. The spirit that lived in Jesus Christ was God, my friends, and was set here Jesus Christ was set here for an example to us to believe in him and to receive eternal life, to be saved from the destruction that is soon to come upon all those who reject the gift of God, which is the precious and holy shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is his one and only begotten son. We are sons and daughters of him if we come into the family of God, but he is his own flesh and blood, because Jesus was with God before the foundation of this world was ever laid, my friends. We are spirits. We inhabit bodies, and his spirit was in heaven before it came here, just as we were. But God inhabited him fully, wholly, totally, and solely that he would be our example and could take our place upon the cross. Verse 35 says, The Father loveth the Son and has given all things into his hand, which includes judgment, my friends. So when you keep dissing and kicking to the curve, Jesus Christ as Your only way of escape, wow, that is beyond me. I mean, I'm pretty dense at times, but one day I learned, hey, you know what? I'm not getting out of here to walk the streets of gold if I'm going to, if I'm going to kick to the curve, the only way of escape there is, who is Jesus Christ. And you can't just say, oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus. You've got to live for him. People need to see your fruit that it aligns up with the word of God, that you actually belong to God, because you only belong to one of two things around here. You're a son and daughter of God, or you're a son and daughter of Satan. And both are very obvious, my friends. The Father loveth the Son and has given all things into his hand. He that believeth on the Son has everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, says the word of God. But the wrath of God abides upon him. And for that reason, Jesus gives us who will faithfully serve him in this life, this promise. When he states in John chapter 14, Beginning at verse 1, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me, Jesus said. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I, Jesus said, would have told you. I, Jesus said, go and prepare a place for you. And if I, Jesus said, go and prepare a place for you, I, Jesus said, will come again again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, Jesus said, ye know, and the way, which means method, my friends, ye know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way. Remember, I am as God. When Moses asked what he should tell the people that God's name was, he said, tell them it's I am. Jesus says, I am the way, or I am the method, the truth and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Continuing on, we as well find it said in 1 John 5, beginning at verse 1, that Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begat, who is God in other words, loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. This this next verse really cracks me up because, you know, people who have nothing to do with the Lord Jesus Christ and who are all about some God, you know, some idol called God but has no name, has no face, is not, you know, not alive, it's not the true and living God, they're always talking about, God is love, God is love. Well, the part that they're leaving out about the true God who is love, it, which obviously shows by their actions that he's not their God— because the Word of God says, For this is the love of God. This is our love of God, who is God of love, okay? That we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not grievous. My friends, so all these people that are trying to diss Jesus Christ and they got so many ways to get to some eternal utopia or something, yeah, now they're missing the boat. Because the God who is love requires that we keep his commandments. And he tells us they are not grievous. They're not hard to keep. We just have to want to. Verse 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world. It's that word again, my friends. Even our faith. It is our trust and confidence in God and Jesus Christ and the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit that they are who they are, say they are, and will do what they said they would do. We believe it, and God knows it, because he knows the end from the beginning, because he created every one of us little dirt people. Verse 5 says, "Who Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth? Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You don't have to only believe it, my friends. You have to live it. You know, you can't take scriptures out of context and just decide, well, see, there it says if you believe in Jesus Christ, you're going to heaven. Well, no, you're not going to heaven unless you live the life that Jesus Christ through the word of God says you should live. Because you don't have to deal with man on that, my friends. You will deal with God on that. You can fool man, but you cannot fool God. In other words, verse six says, this is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood, meaning he was born a birth on this earth and he shed his precious and holy blood that God's work would be done for the people that reside on this planet, which is eternal life through the blood of Jesus Christ. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness because the Spirit is truth. Because the Spirit is God, and the Spirit is Jesus Christ. Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. Verse 7 says, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, who is the living Word of God, is Jesus Christ, my friends, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth. The spirit, meaning our spirit, because it has a small s, and the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. Water baptism, my friends, and being covered with the precious and holy blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, which I might add further adds, uh, leads to being filled with the empower empowering of the God's Holy Spirit. If you seek after it, you don't automatically get filled with the indwelling power of God's Holy Spirit to do great signs and wonders and miracles uh, even unto the raising of the dead until you have had a, a meeting with the Lord God and that you have been baptized into the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. So don't don't rail me. Go read the word of God. It's very plain. Verse 9 says, If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his son. Everything I've just told to you is the testimony of Jesus Christ. He came. He died for our sins. And when you say, no, he didn't, well, guess what? You're calling the one who gives you your breath a liar. That's what it says. Verse 10 says, he that believeth on the son of God has the witness in himself. He that believeth not God has made him a liar. Because he believeth not the record that God gave of his son. So maybe you need to quit following your friends down the wrong path, my friends, and find the Lord Jesus Christ for yourself. Because if they continue to call God a liar, one day he has an appointed time, and they will be dropped off into the lake of fire. Don't go with them. Just like our mamas used to say, if they jump off a cliff, would you go with them? And this is the record that God has given to us eternal life and this life is in his son he that has a, he that has the son has life he that has not the son of god has not life says the word of god these things john says have i written unto you that believe on the name of the son of god that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. What John is saying here is, I'm writing this to you who already believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm telling you that it is true that you will have eternal life because I walked with him myself, and I know it's true. I saw him raised from the dead, all these things, and he's also telling the Jews, especially, that are coming forward out of the Old Testament into the New Testament, blood-stained footsteps of the Lord Jesus Christ, that yes, it is okay for you to believe in the name, which is Jesus Christ, of the Son of God. For he is the one and only begotten Son of God who came to save the world which includes all people who want to be saved. And in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, my friends, we find that God, through the Apostle Paul, lays out the plan of salvation, which only comes by way of a personal relationship with his, God's that is, one and only begotten Son, who there again is none other than Jesus Christ, of whom all mankind must be saved by, that's what Acts chapter 4, verse 12 says, and is made evident by way of the words of God that were pinned upon the prompting of his Holy Spirit as given to his servant Paul, of whom opens by stating that if thou are you, Shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead. Not that he raised himself from the dead, my friends. God raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, or right living in Jesus Christ, my friends. And with the mouth confession is made unto, unto salvation. Or your way of escape through the Lord Jesus Christ, my friends, says the word of God. For the scriptures saith, whosoever believeth on him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. Jesus came for us all, my friends. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all. But here's how. That call upon him. If you never call upon the Lord Jesus Christ, you will find yourself in the lake of fire in the end of all things. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, the word of God says, shall be saved. Now, it doesn't end there, my friends, because, yes, you can call upon the name of the Lord, you can be saved, and you can walk the walk, talk the talk, live the life, and you can do it and do it and do it because it's a whole lifetime thing. But if you ever turn back from it and fully backslide into the world to become a reprobate mind, means a mind without understanding of the things of God, And walk with Satan once again. Yes, you can lose your salvation. The Lord God did not write in his word that your name could be blotted out of the book of life just to hear his self-talk. So quit believing once saved, always saved, because it ain't happening. My friends, as for those of us, as for those who will not, I am not a part of it, who will not call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, While they are here in the land of the living. Who was given to all mankind by God as their only way of escape from the soon coming wrath of God that is to be poured out without measure upon the godless and ungodly of this present world. The word of God which is found in Revelation chapter 20 verses 11 through 15 records this as being their final destination. Beginning in verse 11, where John the Revelator states, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, dead in spirit, my friends, dead physically and dead in spirit. Small and great stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And it was for the record, my friends. And the dead were, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. Not out of the book of life, my friends, but in the volumes and volumes and volumes of books that were written with the names of those who rejected their only way of escape and to receive eternal life through Jesus Christ. Because they'd rather follow Satan. It says, The books were open and the the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Means according to what they think they've done wonderfully upon the face of the earth aside from Jesus Christ's work upon the cross because they don't believe in him, you see. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works, not the works of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is your saving grace, my friends, your unmerited favor from God that allows you into the pearly gates of heaven to walk the streets of gold for all eternity. No, no, no. They were judged by their works because they said Jesus is not the only way to heaven, Well, this is where you'll find out. This is where the rubber meets the road, my friends. And verse 14 says, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. My friends, the second death is you die physically, unless the Lord comes first. But those who die physically will now, at this point here at the great white throne judgment day of God, will die spiritually for all eternity. They will be cast into the lake of fire with Satan, the false prophet, the Antichrist system, and all who believed just like they did that Jesus just didn't matter. And they mocked him and ridiculed him and did everything to make their way into the eternal lake of fire at the final judgment of God. You will then, my friends, be separated from all the pesky Christians that, Bothered you your whole life You didn't want to hear that because you were convicted That was the gift that you had from God You were convicted but you threw it in the garbage With Satan You will then be separated from God himself From Jesus Christ From the power anointing and working of God's Holy Spirit And from eternal life that's only found in heaven My friends, I would not make this choice if I were you because verse 15 says, and this is the word of the one and only true and living God and whosoever was not found written in the book of life, which is that book, one book where your name goes on the day that you give your life over to the Lord Jesus Christ and the Lord God knows that it's for real and your life is written there in gold. And it stays there forever as long as you don't do anything to have it removed and blotted out. God's words, but not mine. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life, says verse 15 of Revelation chapter 20, was cast into the lake of fire. My friends, this sounds like it's all in the past, but it's not. It's in the future because this was the revelation of Jesus Christ given to John the Revelator and it is about the things that are yet to come. But my friends, the good news is that this does not have to be your eternity. It's, it is the very explanation as to just why Jesus is the reason for the Christmas season and every other season. For my friends, your good news is found in the invitation given directly by Jesus himself to you here this very day, which is found there again in the words spoken by Jesus, of which can be seen in Revelation chapter 3, verses 20 through 22, where Jesus begins by saying, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. The door he speaks of is your heart, my friends. He goes on to say, if any man hears my voice and opens the door of your heart, my friends, Jesus says, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I, Jesus said, grant to sit with me in my throne. The word throne is translated as power. Even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne or power, my friends. He that has an ear, Jesus said, let him hear what the Spirit, with a capital S, meaning the Holy Spirit, saith unto the churches. My friends, churches are not buildings. Churches are not denominations. Churches are people, and they're not anything to do with a physical thing except a person in their spirit. We are the bride of Christ. If we walk with the Lord Jesus Christ and are ready watching and waiting for his imminent return, the whole world is not watching and waiting and ready for his imminent return. My friends, there are going to be millions left behind, but for those who are the church, the church only believes what the word of God says in the Bible. It doesn't believe all the versions of the Bible. It believes the Bible, which I hate to tell you is the King James and has been for 400 years plus. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's not the Catholic Bible. It's not the Mormon Bible because they serve false gods. It is not Islam in the Koran. It is not some light coming from the universe. It is about Jesus Christ the one who came at this time. We don't celebrate any of your gods out there. Did you notice that? The whole world still celebrates the birth of the one and only Savior of all the world, and his name is Jesus Christ. He is the only one that is celebrated in a world manner on a given and specific day, and he's not dead. He is alive, and he is ready to return. And with that said, my friends, You need to make yourselves ready because 2016 has been mandated by the Lord God to be the year of black days ahead, such as you've never seen before, such as what was described in this vision from the Lord. It was not somebody's imagination. This was given to them for them to give out to the world so that the world would know they need to be ready because the Lord is on the way. And he's already cast the die. And all you have left to do is be ready. Because if you're not, you're going to be part of what goes down and ends in the lake, which burns with fire and brimstone for all eternity. With that said, let me quickly pray for you today. Father God, we humbly come before your throne this day. We thank you, Lord God for the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ here at Christmas time. Christmas means Christ miss, Yeah, Christ mass, but it hasn't anything to do with a Catholic church. It has to do with masses of people that belong to the Lord Jesus Christ and who celebrate him, for he is the only savior of all the world. And Lord Jesus, we thank you for taking our place on the cross after you lived some 30 years on this earth, walking and talking and telling people about what was yet to come, and then you laid your life down with us on your mind, and you picked it up when God raised you from the dead, and said, Today you will be with me in paradise. The thief was in paradise with Jesus that day, my friends, because he believed that Jesus was who he said he was. And the Lord God knew in that man's heart that he did believe it. And that is the same thing that has to happen for each and every one of us. And I pray today that the Lord God will prick your heart with the power and anointing of his Holy Spirit and that you will fall upon your face this Christmas and gather your families around And receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your only way of escape from the wrath of God that is soon to be poured out without measure upon the godless and ungodly of this present world. And I ask, Lord Jesus, that you would meet your people at the point of their needs, which I know that you will. And Holy Spirit, have your way in each life that they may know God's word know it well, and know it correctly for themselves so that they can be ready, watching, and waiting for the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ in the rapture. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray, amen and amen. Well, my friends, it's a wrap. Thank you once again for tuning in today for the Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast here on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. Folks, don't forget to visit streamsaz.org daily on the web for updates on prophetic news from around the world. And stay connected with me via social media and Twitter by visiting the Streams in the Desert Live landing page at starworldwidenetworks.com forward slash streams in the desert this is Pastor Dana saying shalom and blessings to you all in the mighty name of Jesus Yeshua HaMashiach my Lord Master Savior soon coming King and Messiah yours too I hope until we meet again next Wednesday at three fifty-five p.m. for the streams in the desert live internet radio broadcast bless Christmas to you all and may the Lord bless thee and keep thee the Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace until we meet again. Shalom, shalom. I
1: believe that we are living in the days John wrote about the end times are upon us, and of that, there is no doubt. Get your mind out of the world, take your Bible off the shelf, read the book of Revelation.
3: Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening. For your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus, and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all, now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?